culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. The point of parenting is that my kids grew up to know their God in such a way that their kids know their God. The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast, episode 54. I am uh, Sass. And I'm here with um, my new co-host, my wife, Karin Sasser. I know. I'm so excited to be here. This is a fun endeavor we get to do together now. Okay, okay, okay. We have to tell everybody, like, how did this sort of happen that you all of a sudden showed up on the scene as the co-host of the infamous Parent Network podcast? Well, I know you'd been kind of trying to get me onto the podcast, but the different topics you were talking about, I didn't really feel like were necessarily my expertise. And then um, with everything going on in the world in terms of just racial injustice and whatnot, you wanted to talk about that. And I suggested bringing Gina along. You said, well, I want you on there too. And I said, well, I'll do it if Gina does it. And then we found out that I actually really enjoyed doing it, and you really enjoyed having me do it with you. This and was so fun, yes. Here we are. Yes, yes. Yeah, like right in the middle of the podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, like she should like be the co-host of this thing for sure. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, you really should. Episode 53, uh, just go back to the last one, Gina Fimble, and we do have a great conversation about just leading your kids through conversations um, in and around uh, race, ra- racial tension and what's going on in the world. So why do you, why do you want to, why do you want to do this? Oh. <laughs> this yeah, this, yeah, this is this is what happens. Uh, why yeah. do you want to do this? Maybe you should ask me these questions before no, we record. No, 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 no. This makes it more fun. Uh, I don't know. I just I really love doing the podcast with uh, you and Gina. And even though I oftentimes don't feel like I might be an expertise in any area, I do think I'm really good at asking questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, I, I love to ask questions, and I just think it'll be fun. And like he's, like I said earlier, I just think that's a cool thing for the two of us to do as a couple. I totally agree. And ever since we, we launched the Parent Network, like I've wanted to reel you in more and more because you are a great parent. Well, I appreciate you saying yes, that. You I'm are. sure like all parents, I don't feel that way. Well, true, but true, true. Yes, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, well, you know, part of what we want to do here on the Parent Network Podcast is to equip and encourage um, you as a parent just to help your family walk with God. And so I, I love the interview that you guys are going to hear uh, here in a minute. It's um, our friends Don and Buffy Brown. Don is the campus pastor at our Leland campus at Port City Community Church. And Buffy is his wife. And um, they have three kids and they have been in church world and ministry forever um actually Karen, do you remember this I, I, I don't know if you knew this i worked with buffy at the vineyard years ago a camp in westfield north carolina summer camp um one summer i was there buffy was there we didn't really know each other then um but we kind of made that connection years later wow and we were both at the vineyard together and now wow i did not realize that small world yeah so small so um uh, don and buffy uh just talk about kind of parenting their kids um, kind of their their philosophy of parenting, what it is they're trying to do and accomplish, and and they are 
uh, two of the most intentional parents I think that I know, and I've uh, been wanting to have them on the podcast for a long time. So you get a chance to listen to Don and Buffy talk for a few minutes, and then uh, Karn and I will come back and give you some highlights. Enjoy. Well, I am here with my uh, friend, the Browns, Don and Buffy, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But here's how the Browns got on the podcast is uh, Don works here at church. He'll tell you a little bit more about that. And we were in a Zoom call like a week or two ago, Don. I don't even remember what it was we were talking about. Um, and, and people were just kind of sharing and uh, they have three kids. You'll hear about them in a minute. And Don was just sort of kind of talking about just the the challenge of raising kids in this season and in three different phases is that accurate, Don? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I've for known sure. Don and Buffy for a while, and, and so I know they are amazing parents. And so I'm like, how have we not had the Browns on the podcast before? We're having the Browns on the podcast now. So, Don thanks and Buffy. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. So tell everybody about you, your family, what you do, your jobs, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Sure. Well, I just celebrated five years as the campus pastor for Port City Leland. So been excited. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Super excited about that. Um, I'm Don, my wife, Buffy. We met at the College of Charleston our freshman year. I asked her out my freshman year. She turned me down. <laughs> okay, good. I asked her out my sophomore year. She turned me down. Wow. Mm-hmm. I asked her out our junior year. She said yes. Was this one time each year? Yes, just okay, one time. Okay, gotcha. And she said yes. So awesome. I figured the senior year, I, I better propose to her, get the ring on the fingers oh so that gosh. I can make sure that this was going to work out. So yeah, we just celebrated just recently, a couple weeks ago, 24 years. And oh. I will add that when he did propose to me, he pulled his uh, the engagement ring out of his sock. Oh, no. are you That's serious? That's he was keeping it, so... Very that, romantic. That makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah, and we, we do have three kids in three different stages of life. We've got Maggie, who's 20. She just graduated a couple of weeks ago from Elon University. Unbelievable. I know she's a multi-platform producer for WRAL in Raleigh. Uh, Lacey, who's 18. She's a sophomore, just finished her first year at UNC Charlotte, majoring in public health. And then we've got Fisher. Fisher, who's 13, um, is just entering his last year of middle school and his major is um it's his major is being tiktok famous exactly right (laughs) yeah we were just talking about kind of what's going on in the world and and fisher is getting his news from tiktok exactly Mm. that's amazing i I get getting it from like twitter and instagram and but man kids are getting their news from tiktok right i don't know how reliable that is oh my gosh fantastic okay so don when you said that really quickly kind of in that zoom meeting of just you know juggling the parenting of kids in all these different phases not like specifically, but just what was going through your head or what is going through your head generally nowadays when it comes to parenting kids through all that's going on. Yeah, I mean, we've got three kids in three total different uh, contexts in where they're they're living, they're um, engaging, uh, they're processing. And so that's, you know, that's, that's really where we are. So we're living this every single day. And it, it is the reality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so generally speaking, um, and you, you guys have kind of been in and around kind of the parent network uh, all the time, and you know kind of our heart is to equip and encourage parents to help their family walk with God. So when you think about parenting, what comes to mind? I think about it being a laboratory for learning, and um, and that includes me, includes Don, that we're not uh, done being parented by God, and so we are learning, constantly learning, and then um, passing that on to our kids. 
And really, um, a scripture that we kind of go to a lot to remind ourselves of what our role is, and especially what children were created for, it comes from Psalm 127, verses 3 and 4, and I'm going to share that with you. It says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring and a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. And just really um, honing in on that word arrow, it's a military term. You know, arrows aren't used to uh, place on the wall as a decoration or just to sit around and look at, but they're used um, in offense and in battle and to shoot out and to send out. And we think about that with our kids, although it's really, really hard, that our job is to not keep them in our home and protect them and um, keep them there, you know, for our benefit and enjoyment, but to really send them out. Uh, for the mission of God and to find their place in the world in that and to encourage their gifts, their talents, their passions, and then to send them out. So as parents, our job is just to prepare them to launch. Mm, that's so good because I know our, our tendency as a lot of parents can be to hold on to them, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Let's keep those arrows back here in the quiver as long as we can. Um, and some of them want to stay there for a little bit longer, right? In, right. in different ways. Okay, so let me ask you, what are some ways over the years, kind of practically speaking, that you, you two have had that mentality or what are some things you've done to hopefully prepare your kids to, to be those arrows on the way out? Well, I think, um, again, just um, encouraging their passions and their course, they're different, and then also pushing them out of their comfort zones within their gifts and passions. Um, when you see them take a step forward, you know, push them three or four steps forward and whatever they're doing. For instance, you know, we have always um, really uh, pushed and encouraged our kids to serve in the church um, because part of that laboratory of learning is the home, but the second part of the laboratory of learning is definitely the church and to um, push them into service, whatever area or passion they're gifted in. And then even within that service, when they get comfortable, we've just seen them to kind of kick them. Hey, have you thought about doing this? Something Mm -hmm. a little bit harder, you know, Fisher has always enjoyed running the um, production and the sound in the children's ministry, but we had a conversation with him recently, like, I think it's time to do something else, because that's, mm. he's, he's comfortable there. Yeah, and isn't it amazing how quickly we as humans, but certainly our kids, can get into those comfortable patterns uh, over the course of a couple of years? Yeah, I was challenged uh, in the last few years by a quote by Craig Rochelle that said, growth and comfort uh, never coexist. And so since we're on this path of transformation, um, growth's always going to happen um, in that discomfort. And it's easy for us. We talk, we talk to them, hey, is it easy for us to go to a church that's already set up? Well, then let's find a context where the church isn't set up. Mm. So we literally have only been a part of a church for four and a half years of all of our full-time ministry experience that we haven't been part of a church mm. that has been uh, not something set up. I never remember our oldest when we had, uh, after 10 years of church planting, setting up chairs every Sunday, we came and uh, started uh, serving in a church that was more established. And I remember the first Sunday, as church was over, as soon as the amen was said, she reached down and she said, Dad, this chair's not moving. <laughs> And it was a stationary chair. Wow. And she said, I don't understand. What are we doing now? Wow. And so just to, to make sure to ingrain in our kids to be on that edge, that live edge of, of discomfort in their church, in their schools. Yeah, right. With their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And just to stay there and then find ways to serve in those contexts. And God will always use that to grow them. 
Man, that's so good. And, and I know, um, you know, with your kids, like you can see your kids going through that, pro- like from an outsider, I can see your kids kind of going through that process and trying to figure out what does that look like for me? And, um, but how, how cool is it that you guys, like, that's your mindset as a parent. We're going to ingrain that into them that, that this is what you do. You serve and you, you don't get comfortable, um, in your life. So cool. Um, anything else comes to mind when it comes to just parenting in general? For sure that um, learning and being um, tuned into where they are and for me that is that the new version of Fortnite came out today and so um, yes um, and so I'm learning that um, all of the cool new features of uh, Fortnite today. I'm glad you told me that because I did not know that yeah. and my son plays Fortnite yeah yeah okay and and I've always uh, struggled because it feels like especially with uh, media and social media and the phone stuff that once you learn one thing, you've got to learn something new. So you get a handle on Pinterest, you got to learn Twitter, you got to learn Twitter, you got to learn Instagram, TikTok. you got to learn TikTok. So, um, but it is the conversation of where your kids are at. So, to um, definitely parenting, not to have hands off in that way, but to dig in and spend time with them where they're at, what they're doing is um, it takes a lot of time and effort, and it can be exhausting because you always feel like you're learning something new because everything is ever changing but to make sure to spend time with them in their, um, where, where they're at, yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, and I want to kind of emphasize that because it is so, I think so many parents, and again, we're guilty of it at times too, where we, we check out on that and it because it's so tiring and exhausting, and I just do want to encourage parents to, like the way we said it a couple of years ago when we did some seminars around technology and social media is you have to be where your kids are, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you have to kind of know what it is they're engaging in because if you don't they're going to go down some roads that you, you don't understand and right. some things are going to start to happen that you don't get so right okay good stuff okay so we're living in a weird time let's talk kind of specifically about you know COVID-19 quarantine being at home um, what has that kind of been like for you guys for kids in three different phases of life yeah well we for many many weeks months we didn't see our oldest daughter because she was in Raleigh and quarantine there and we were quarantined here so that was really tough and so you know we could only communicate long distance so we didn't physically see her for maybe three months I think so that was kind of hard and then um, Lacey our middle daughter she came home for spring break and never went back to college she didn't have any of her things didn't get to say goodbye to her friends and so there was a lot of grieving and loss for her and then um, Fisher went home for spring break and went home with a laptop um, to begin online learning to never return and never had any closure, got to say goodbye or have a normal end to the school year. So each, I think each child we processed, it was a process of grief and loss and kind of like the stages of grief. I think now um, we're past the denial and bargaining stage and we're just in acceptance. This it, is it. This, this is what is we what got. We're doing. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's new yeah. rhythms for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you, you you hear that. So so hear that again. The dealing and processing grief with your kids. Um, we had the grief of not being able to celebrate hard labor from a daughter who wanted to be since sixth grade. You know, 
uh, what she wanted to be and then graduated and couldn't have a traditional graduation. Mm -hmm. So you're helping her walk through that. Mm -hmm. You've got another daughter who said goodbye to friends that she just made first year of college. She's excited. She's doing new things. She's away and now she's grieving, leaving them, not saying goodbye, and then having to come back and live with her parents. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then having to process that. And then our youngest grieving that freedom to be able to, to go out in the neighborhood in these large groups of friends um, and play tackle football or other activities. I mean, I don't know, Chris, how, how is it easy as it been to teach your, your kids to play air tackle? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It, you know I'm trying to explain that to him. Yeah, well, well, our son, he's 16. He, he has not kind of been around a lot of friends just because there aren't any in the neighborhood. Sure. Um, and certainly for the first, oh, how many weeks into this are we now? I mean, we're like three months. Yeah. Yeah, somebody asked me what day it was. I heard the, the phrase, it's Blur's Day. Yeah, exactly. um, so, so our son hasn't kind of been around many friends. Now with our daughter, we live in a cul-de-sac with some really good friends uh, who have some girls her age. So we, we have kind of relatively from the beginning let her spend time with them. Um, and so it's been in some ways um, just not that hard. Uh, and, and, and for us, I mean, our, our kids uh, just have been really good at kind of figuring it out on their own. I mean, I've been super thankful about that. Uh, they are again on the older scale they're 14 and 16 so um, it, it's just yes things have been different we've had to navigate not being able to get together in groups and do lots of things but but i think buffy you're right i think that they just they maybe got to the acceptance stage a little quicker mm -hmm. um and kids are much more flexible than adults yes and change that's and right can do that and i think what we've noticed um in our neighborhood we have a large neighborhood that has really forced us to dig down and meet neighbors and be out in contact and see their needs and really love each other and serve each other and in that way, which is what you know, what are, is our mission anyways, right. to build relationships with those around us for, the, for gospel conversations. And so there's been a lot more freedom and time to do that, which has been a great blessing, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and as we've moved into those later stages, um, I've seen that the navigating as parents, you know, we've still been able to help navigate and guide our kids in unique situations in these times. Our oldest one, um, thankfully, uh, was able to get a full-time job uh, coming out and being able to navigate her and help her walk through um, what that's about. What are the real things to, to think about when you're thinking of your future? Don't think of the immediate. Think of the long term, the bigger picture. Um, our, our, you know, our middle daughter helping her continuing to understand and refine what she wants to do in the future. It's kind of give the hope, the future. You're planning hope as a parent, and you're giving him a future peak. And then our, our youngest, you know, trying to keep him from being a recluse, playing video games all the time, and helping him understand that uh, the difference between cyber relationships <laughs> and real yeah. interpersonal relationships. That's right. And so just helping guide them through that and understand things that we probably would have never had the chance to do. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for the stay-at-home orders that we've had. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, so I know you guys have been intentional since day one when you have kids about helping your kids um, kind of own their faith. And obviously that's the ultimate goal. What we want to do here on the podcast and the church is to help parents not just get their kids involved in church because that doesn't equal faith ownership, right. um, but help them own their faith. So what are some things that, that, that you guys have done over the years and have worked well for you and I, I know it's a journey <laughs> with all of our kids, but what are some things you've done well um, that have helped your kids own their faith? And Don, you talked a little bit about, you know, the serving part of it in church, but anything else that kind of comes to mind with that? I think um, mainly as carving out time, intentional time for conversation and 
wrestling with hard questions and doubts and making it a safe place in your home that any question goes and that um, anything, even hard things, um, that there's open communication where they can wrestle with those in their home. It's a safe place for conversations that are hard, that they don't feel ashamed if they doubt if the Bible is true or if God is real or you know, if he's working in my life, all those type big questions that you have a safe, safe place for them to come to, to, to wrestle with those, I think is good. And to have those conversations with others and how they do that, because we're now at that stage where um, they are being launched out and they are engaging, you mm-hmm. know, their people and their friends and their community. And so they're having conversations that don't sound like the conversations they've had at home or where they are. So how dad do I process this when somebody doesn't think or say the exact same thing I do Mm, yeah that's good and that's where it is so important um, from day one and I'm so glad that we're in a church that values this as well is that you um, are intentional about connecting your child to a small group leader or other adults and widening your circle and your community so that they have once they have left that they are always seeking out a small group that when they started in preschool, they were in a small group, and then when they leave for college, that they will find a church that has small groups, and so that they're always um, connected to another adult that's saying the same things you are in a different way, in a different stage, and even challenging them where you didn't. Yeah, that's so funny. I was in a conversation with some friends this past weekend, and our kids were there, and their kids were there, and we were talking kind of about talking to parents about things that are going on in your life, but yet having that other voice, And, and one of the kids even said, like, he called me, he's in college, he called me six months ago about something that was going on in his life because I've kind of been in his life for a long time. And he said, like, those things I was talking to you about, Sass, do you think I was talking to my dad about that? And his dad was sitting right there. <laughs> he's like, I wasn't talking to dad about that stuff. I was talking to you. And it's the same thing. I mean, we all have to create this group of people around our kids who we as adults trust, who are saying the same things and who are pushing them towards their faith. And I'm so thankful that, that I have those people for my kids for sure, because even as, as we've been talking about you know, a lot of different things with our kids, I've just recognized they're going to talk to their small group leaders about this stuff a lot faster than they are me. I want to <laughs> some, Sometimes, Val, in the middle school drama years, Don, you remember you know, some girl Wait, drama. Wait, middle schools are drama? Yeah, some girl drama years. We were like, can you please talk to your small group leader? Because we really don't want to. <laughs> please, don't involve me in please. this. <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. That's great. Okay, anything else that kind of has worked for you guys when it comes to to having your kids own their faith, having you know, small group leaders in their life, other people to talk to, kind of have an open conversation at home, uh, and, and, and also kind of teach them to surf. What else? Anything else? Um, I think is to really be transparent in our humbleness as parents and that we have learned that um, apologizing to my kids goes a long way and owning up when I do things wrong and... Um, modeling a lot of things example of course we know that kids learn by example more than anything else um, so just being very transparent and not acting like I have everything together and that I'm not learning as a parent or that God's not refining me as well and and being able to come to your kids and apologize mm, that's good yeah and I just think last and this is probably a whole other podcast in itself sweet but... y'all are coming back to talk about this let's go but 
but but no, and we were really um, we were really served well by one of Buffy's pastors who wrote a great book, Gary Chapman. And in our marriage council, when he walked through the five love languages with us, we didn't realize the application to kids and their love languages. And so we have been um, super sensitive to each one of our kids and their love languages and how to speak that to them just as we would each other mm. in a marriage relationship. And so I think that's gone a super long way. And so, for instance, we've got one who's, who's you know, love languages gifts. And so we have to really recognize uh, that for him. <laughs> I wondered if it's you were going to go there. <laughs> and we have to recognize that just because when he walks into a store and he wants to buy everything, yeah. that we don't have that immediate response to you're being selfish, you want to hoard resources. But no, that's an extension of he really is um, trying to often take those things and give to others or as he receives them, it's part of his love language mm, in the way yeah. that he's made. That's good. Yeah, and if, if you don't know about the love languages, I would encourage you to, to dig into that uh, for both yourself and for your kids. Okay, a couple more questions, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this one because we've already had a, a long podcast talking about this, but obviously in, in our country there's a, a lot of conversation about the, the racism and all of the things that are kind of going on around that, and you can't, you can't not talk about that <laughs> with your kids um, because they're seeing it on TikTok and everywhere else, right? That's just the, the world we live in. So. Uh, what are some conversations, just a little bit around that, that you might be having with your kids that would be helpful for other parents to hear? Well, first, you can't teach uh, from what you haven't learned yourself. So I really think, although we've had a lot of conversations, honestly, these past two weeks for Don and I, it's been us learning, lamenting, and listening because we can't pass that on to our kids if we haven't been through the process ourselves. It's not. It's going to be a lifelong process for sure, but to begin all of that. So we've just been ferociously reading and learning and listening and um, just taking it in. And of course that has spilled over into conversations, but it hasn't, um, it's, ne- it's not fully come to you know fruition in every way because we're still growing. Yeah, sure. So. Yep. Yeah, again, three different kids in three different places <laughs> um, with different gifts to be used in this racial tension. Really, really true. So our oldest, she's head deep in the media. We mentioned that. Um, so she's, um, you know, getting called in at, at nights because of the overflowing news media coverage that needs to be happening. She's in it. She's active. She's very close to what's happening. And trying to encourage her during this time with what she's doing is really important. Mm-hmm. And that she's making a difference, mm-hmm. making an impact. Yep. So just being that encourager and that cheerleader for her during this time. A middle child who is a peacemaker. Okay, she's a peacemaker, so she stands between people in a lot of different conversations, and she's being that bridge. And we're just trying to make sure to be there for her, to make sure to encourage her as she's trying to hold mm. conversations together and bridge people together because mm. she has the peacemaker. That's and we great. have a 13 year old who's still developing his emotions and how to respond to his emotions. Yeah, you already heard he's getting a lot of his uh, news from TikTok or or certain resources, so he's responding very quickly. But how to? How to talk to him about, is that a healthy way to respond immediately? Let's talk through that. Let's experience that together. Tell me what you're going through. Let's talk about this. And then let's act and put that into practice as you feel that you're ready and do it for the right reason and for the right person. Oh, that's so good. Especially teaching younger kids that they don't have to immediately respond. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm learning that as an adult. You don't have to immediately respond to things. It's, it's better to process what's going on in your life and in your mind on all this instead of immediately respond. So, man, yeah, it's such good stuff. Okay, so uh, any other 
advice or encouragement that you have for parents? Because we have parents who listen to this who have littles who have you know adult children. Like, what what, what do you want to say, uh, kind of in closing, to, to parents to encourage them? I think it just goes back to the error error imagery. Um, you know, especially with what's going on um, just around the globe, that you can really um, be so fearful in your parenting and so scared. There's many things to be fearful about and that really spills over into how you parent and to realize that your job as a parent is to not keep them healthy and strong and safe and though that is important that um, God did not gift you with children for that reason but to prepare them um, in every way to launch them to the mission of God and to gospel um, mission and to encourage them um, to go forward in that way and to leave ready and I remember when um, my middle daughter went to college it was like the night before and I was like oh my gosh I don't even know if I taught you how to cook I don't even remember if I taught you how to use the microwave I'm like you know how to use the microwave right do you know how to use the microwave right? we can make popcorn do you know how to, you, do, you know how to do the laundry can I do that you know and you have all these things of you know we can get caught up into all the practical things that we want our kids to know and that's important but to really prepare them um, emotionally to leave and that's that's tough because we want them to see. I like yeah. my kids. I don't just love them, but I like them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Hmm. Yeah, by way of encouragement, um, I've been thinking a lot during this time uh, of, of COVID. I've been thinking a lot about the difference between spiritual authority and spiritual leadership. I've been talking to a lot of other you know, pastors and staff and teachers and principals and leaders of all sort. And I've been thinking a lot about how... Um, the reality is, um, is the stage has been taken away immediately. And so a lot of times as leaders, um, we depend on that stage, our gifts and our abilities. But in this situation, the stage has been removed. And so we have that struggle where, well, how do we influence? How you mean this, we, like the stage of uh, the church stage the, the, or even the school cha- stage or whatever? Yes. stage you have to speak to people yes which really speaks to the fact that so many of us lean in on our talents and our gifts when we lead but a lot of times those are taken away from us mm. and so as I thought about that in parenting and I thought about that in leading as a parent um, I've thought a lot about how um, really the simple answer is is that we've been made to sit still and in being made to sit still and not lean on those things that are now rubble um, really what those that we lead need to see, need to hear, what our kids just really yearn for and what God will use is just them seeing, smelling, and hearing the fragrance of Jesus from mm-hmm. our lives. Yep. And so just by them just knowing that we are abiding and we're in God's presence. And when you look at John 15, you look at the fruit is nothing that comes out of our abilities, but it's all out of our abiding. And it's all out of our being with Jesus. Um, and parents that can produce and build something that extends beyond the kingdom, um, beyond our abilities, beyond our skills, will often, this will be what gives us confidence as parents. It's, it's the things that our children will follow. And more than ever, it flows out of that presence of Jesus in our life, making sure to be having those conversations, those talks where they're just seeing us, that we've just we've been with Jesus, and this is where we are, and this is where we're going, and just making sure that this is where your spiritual leadership begins, and it's really where your spiritual leadership ends. Mm, that's so good. So good. 
All right, so we're going to um, shut it down there, but y'all are coming back, just so you know, because uh, I really do appreciate the way you guys lead you know, in the church, the way you lead with your family, the way you lead in the community. Both of y'all are pretty amazing with that. And so thank you for kind of spending some time with us and encouraging parents on the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. So like we said, um, really, really great stuff from our friends uh, Don and Buffy Brown. Uh, I have a feeling, and I told them uh, both, I think, on the podcast and, and offline that we're having them again because they got lots of great things to say. So just for a few minutes, Karin, what's what are some things that um, that you heard in that interview that you that really struck you as a parent? One thing uh, I really loved was Buffy used the terminology that their, um, that their house or their family is a laboratory of learning. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. And just kind of talking about how they like to take opportunities to teach their kids, yet at the same time, they realize that they're still being parented by their Heavenly Father. And um, I also noticed, even though they didn't really say this, it's kind of like they're a student of their kids in that they study their kids and they really understand their kids, their differences, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. And, you know, we really saw that as... Don was talking about each one of their different individual um, love languages of their kids and also like how specific they were when they were talking about how they helped um, each of their kids navigate how to engage and process um, the racial injustices that are occurring in our present time. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool that not just in that particular conversation of, you know, kind of what's happening right now, but it it felt to me like they have really just been able to kind of season their relationship with their kids with great spiritual conversations. Yes. And kind of, you know, bringing Jesus sort of to the forefront of those conversations that, I mean, you know that if we can do that as parents, it's got to help our kids in the long run, right? Absolutely. It's like what you said before we listened to the interview is how intentional they are. And I so appreciated that. And it really encourages me to just to be more intentional about uh, my parenting and, and really understanding the strengths and the weaknesses of our kids. Yeah, and I think part of being intentional, um, and I think we experienced this last night in a conversation around the kitchen table after dinner, I think part of being intentional is is not necessarily forcing the conversations right. at certain times, but it's just being ready for them. Yes. You know, and, and, and you know, we've heard for years that, you know, there's, uh, typically in normal life, you, know, you get a lot of time in the car with your kids where you can have conversations or certainly around the dinner table. But but we just had a great conversation um, about some spiritual things last night that just sort of came up out of normal life. And I think both of us were just kind of ready to go there. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just kind of what we need to do more often. I think Don and Buffy do that really well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully that was helpful for you as parents and um Again, that's just what we want to do. We want to help you in every way that we can just to equip and encourage you to help your family walk with God. So make sure you're um, following uh, what we're doing. One of the best ways to know what's going on is to make sure you are on the Parent Network um, newsletter. And so you can just uh, email us at uh, parents at portcitychurch.org. If you want to get on that newsletter, uh, you can go to pc3parents.org. We've got some great resources there for parents. Obviously, we have this podcast. You should share it with all of your friends. Um, And I think... I, I, like I always feel weird asking this, but I think like if you leave a review, it helps. It does. It does. It helps kind of get the word out to people. And you know, if this is helpful, leave a review and share with your friends. Follow us at um, 
on Twitter and Instagram at PC3Parents Facebook. I just feel like this is just one big advertisement. Is that okay? <laughs> I hope so. Well, I mean, hopefully if you listen to it and you like it, then you appreciate that we're hopeful that if it is helpful, that more people will get to yeah. listen to it. If you don't find it helpful, then don't leave a review, I guess, and yeah, don't, don't follow us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's how it works. Just ignore us. Just forget it. Yeah. Hey, and just to let you know what's coming up, um, a great interview um, with our friends Stuart and Kelly Hall. And if you're around Port City, you know Stuart well. He uh, lives in Atlanta and uh, has been a friend of our church for a long time, comes and speaks at a lot of different things. He had a tremendously difficult battle with COVID-19 um, that you could go back and watch an uh, interview we did at church um, if you want to sort of prep for the podcast, because we won't talk a lot about that on the podcast, but Stuart had a tr- tremendously difficult battle with COVID-19 um, this spring, obviously came out of it, uh, still in some recovery. But but what I wanted to talk to Stuart and Kelly about is like, how do you uh, lead your kids through family crisis and difficulty? Because they have older children, um, but I think they did that in a beautiful way. So that, that's going to be our next podcast. Um, that'll be episode 55. Wow. Crazy. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Karn, great job. How do you feel? How do you feel? Feeling good. Okay, good deal. You'll be back. Yay. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.